And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. The Athletic For this episode of Toby Talks 2 I'm catching up with Carlos Checa He's written in 125 Grand Prix 250, 500, Mudder GP and World Superbike Always around a paddock and always pushing to be in the right team at the right time he was one of the riders who crossed over from 500 to MotoGP, so had the perfect view of what it was like, plus what it was like struggling with Honda, and then them seeing that he was in trouble, and then them rewarding him with something else that led to success. A prime example of never give up. Wherever you are in the world, I hope you enjoy the chat with Carlos Checker and myself, Toby Moody. Thank you for joining me today, Carlos. Where in the world are you right now? Well, actually now I'm in Spain. Uh, tomorrow we go to the American Cup, uh, SEAL, in a... Uh, in, in Villanova, in Sitges, uh, and we will be there uh, taking part of the best uh, sailing boats probably in the world, then a uh, new, new experience on the water. A little bit of a bonus of being a, a professional racer for over 20 years. You've been a 500 GP winner, World Superbike champion, Suzuka 8-hour winner, Mudder GP rider. There's not much you haven't done on two wheels, is there? Yes, actually, uh, I did all classes. Uh, the best championships, um, and I, I spent also uh, time with uh, probably the best manufacturers, no? Ducati, Yamaha, Honda, and also the best manufacturers, the tire manufacturers, no? with uh, work close with Michelin, Bridgestone, Pirelli, then uh, Dunlop, of course, Dunlop uh, with 500, short time, but uh, we had really good experience as well. Um, and many different people know during these years where uh, I get uh, really also teammates where I complete uh, a long career and successful as well. Many things happening, but uh, overall, uh, a great, great experience. Now, when I started in the Grand Prix paddock, it was at the beginning of 96 and we went to Shah Alam. You were on the podium. You were on yeah. the podium. Cadalora won the race. Yes. Uh, I think Barros was 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 on the podium as well. But for my preparation for coming into the, the Grand Prix paddock, I was watching everything 1995. And there was this young kid who got this opportunity to ride an NSR 500, and you were leading, leading, and you nearly won Catalonia. It was only your fifth race. I mean, what was that like? Yeah, it was amazing that day, you know. Uh, it was a shame I couldn't I couldn't finish, but uh, it was my first race, and we test 
and we know very well that that circuit and probably many many and i i know very well uh then uh i i, I arrived in i think in a right moment no because after five races uh i jumped the, the critical point that i jumped immediately no because after the crash of alberto Puch, i i jumped automatically one race to the other this was was quite uh traumatic in about learning and going uh, straight away to the race but honestly i i, I adapt quite well to the class and i really like the power no to manage the power and and the aggressive character of that motorbikes and finally in barcelona i think uh, we had a good setup i feel really well and basically i probably i, I was a little bit nervous when i when I was leading, I, I think I started watching my friends in the stand and I was thinking maybe too much and then probably lose a little bit the focus. And when I want to recover, I I don't know exactly which kind of mistake I did because I lose rear going in. It is not uh, something that should happen. I don't know if I touch too much rear brake. I uh, not clear for was not clear for me. And I lose rear. Then I a little bit high sight on entry and then I I lose the control and I go in straight and just on the gravel I, I fall down. No, but uh, I learned from that, you know. And uh, but well, I was quite exciting. The team and the atmosphere, even if I crashed, was a, a really nice weekend. Leading and overtaking my my idols. No, I had in the yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was uh, was quite uh, impressive, uh, and I will always remember that day because it was my first time leading uh, a race in 500. Uh, the class where uh, I was always uh, watching and and dreaming one mm. day to be there. Mm. But there was a little bit of me and a lot of you that 12 months later, you won it. You won it. Yes. You, you, you <laughs> can forget about what happened in, 90, in 95 because in 96 you won it. And there was the king to give you the trophy. I mean, you yeah. were, what, 23 years old. You'd won your race. Life couldn't have got any better. Yeah, you cannot be more more in the top that, that day. No, I was, uh, I, was like, I was like flying because uh, not only the king, also the, the president of Catalonia, the Samarang, the, the president of the Koi. Uh, many, many, many people important people in that race. Also my family, my friends. I think almost all village where I was born been there watching and supporting me. And it was an amazing day, you know. Uh, then with the king uh, uh, giving me the trophy and, and, you know, I give a hug to him and I uh, some talk. And it was not protocol, you know, to, to, to say that and to do that, but finally was a, a nice move that uh, everyone remembered as a as a as a sweet moment where you know you are really really excited and you don't you don't know if he's the king or if he's a friend or if he's uh, just uh, your father no then i did the same thing as it was my father mm. because the, the the moment just uh was uh putting me my mind out uh thing giving me some moment where I always dreaming and I always think if I'm uh, one day I, I am there, 
uh, it's going to be amazing, no? And it was, because it was my home race. Uh, 50K is a way is where I born, where I learned, where I practice with the scooter at the beginning and where everyone was there, no? Watching me and then all this make a very special day. And also because uh, the, the year after, the year before, I had the crash and, and for sure, uh, this means that, okay, one year later I learned from that moment and probably if I don't crash that day, maybe I don't know what is going to happen, but, uh, but it was good, it was good uh, to, to remember that day because he's quite impressed and, and from there, you know, and then I was a little bit up and down, but uh, probably I was thinking, okay, I, I already arrived, no? I am now exactly. in and one of the favorites and this gives me a lot of, a lot of strength. There's almost a little bit of similarity for what Alicia Spargaro did last year and then this year at the very same circuit. You know, he made a little bit of a mistake last year. Uh, you're doing Spanish television. You're, you're being a bit more of a, 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 a rider expert for, for Spanish TV. Could you see a little bit of Alicia and you from 25 years ago with what happened the other week? Yeah, probably is uh, similar, no? But uh, I was much more younger than him. Was my beginning. Alex is already a rider who been racing and working and finding his opportunity during many, many years. Is uh, an, in in some way is uh, similar because uh, one year you are fighting. He also that year he was not leading. He was second. I think Fabio was first. And he made the mistake and lose the podium. Uh, don't lose the victory. But for sure, it's always that you always remember, no? When you have in your hands some good result in your home race track and you lose it for some mistake, sure, the year after is uh, some revenge, no? And for sure, you, your focus, your mind is in a different way, much more uh, attention that you don't lose any detail and you think okay now is my moment no? now i don't want to lose it again this uh, this opportunity and of course alex was the, the the opportunity to win no and finally he won and uh, it was fantastic time for him mm. it's something and especially mm. is the first one he do in barcelona and his home race track were probably very special i congratulate to him and and he was amazing moment for him and all his family and he made it probably because he was uh, he has been working many many years and finding his place, learning year by year, and at this uh, age to get this level uh, probably is uh, quite impressive. Just going back to your uh, Fortuna Honda years, you know, Antonio Cobas, he was the kind of lead engineer in that garage, uh, a legend not just of Spanish motorcycle racing, but of international motorcycle racing. How important was he to a young Carlos? Actually, I had really, really good relation with him. Uh, we spent time at his house in, in Andorra. Uh, and we had uh, probably really, really good connection. No? He was an engineer, but he really loved the racing, the spirit of the rider, and how he can communicate with his understanding with the rider because you know from the engineers uh, the only thing he cannot control is the is the rider no then is uh, part they want is important that they they are very connected with his feelings rider feelings and thinking and we we had good uh, good uh, 
understanding and probably he was at this time one of the best engineers for sure if he had the opportunity to work in a factory it's going to be the Gigiela linea of this moment or even better but he don't have the opportunity because he was in a private team and uh, the area he can work was very small and also the the budget also was very small but for sure his understanding he uh, was a really really high level and probably he in he decided to stay in motorcycle because he loved this sport he can work for sure in, in different companies in different projects uh in really high level uh, also because uh, his understanding was really good but uh, he decided to stay in motorcycle because he loves that and and probably in spain and i think around the world is one of the persons who innovate and bring to this sport uh, many different things solutions especially in chassis hmm. where still now sure. is uh, is using Sure, sure, sure. You changed colour, or the team changed colour to Movie Star. You had John Kaczynski as your teammate. Uh, he'd come from World Superbike, and he was the big Superbike guy. Did you play some jokes on him with his clean attitude? He wanted everything clean. Did you have some fun with him? Well, it was a uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it was very, very particular guy. But he was in one side, he was very clean, but in other side, he was. We are, you are eating with him and he putting some fart, no? And he is smiling about that, you know? Normally, if you are so clean, you don't make a fart during the dinner or you don't uh, travel with one trouser and one t-shirt, no? Is what he do. And he used the same trouser and same t-shirt during all week. But anyway, uh, was a particular guy. Uh, he's uh, different ways to, to live and to, to understand life and move around. Uh, especially the cleaning area, you know, the, with the with the iron all the time. But uh, but anyway, at the end, uh, I looked him as a as a rival, as a rider, that he uh, bring uh, a lot of uh, big name on the team. But he couldn't adapt so well to the bike, to the or the tires or the, all the combination. And finally, he couldn't find the result. As he expect, no, he been changing the motorbike. But uh, honestly, I uh, all the team, you know, uh, focus on him, and he. he uh, I was a little bit pissed off on that because uh, uh, we've been working so hard and uh, had good position. And you know, when arrived one out, one out, one from the outside, with the name and with some results, of course. But uh, honestly, at the moment, he he was not at the level everyone expect, no. Hmm. And from my side, just uh, he gave me some motivation to to beat him, and is what we did until until the end of the year. Honestly, I don't think he never uh, find uh, find well with the motorbike and with the and with the combination he he find that year. Yeah, we were we were due to go the next year to Rio de Janeiro in Brazil in 1998, but they didn't pay the money. So Carmelo Espeleta of Dorna he needed a a, a race to fill the space and we went to harama i'd never been to harama i've never been since but it was the middle of the june and i remember this carlos and i'm sure you do it was hotter than the sun it was one of the really hot weekends but you're in spain you're on a spanish team you're on the bike you had a spanish sponsor and you won it 
I thought that was one of the best Grand Prix weekends I've ever been to. Ever been to. Um, personally, I'm happy that it was you that won the race. Um, but what memories do you have of that weekend and of that day? Well, that's uh, one of the race tracks I really like it. Uh, because I won also my Spanish championship in ATCC and 250. I know very well the layout. Maybe a little bit small for uh, 500. But uh, probably if you take that track and you make a little bit bigger, yeah, like we used to do now with the picture and the phone, still now I think it's one of the best, uh, best uh, layout and lines that uh, uh, can be in, in, in actually, you know, only the safety and really small. Uh, this probably is now where Harama gets get old and not enough, uh, it's not in conditions to support a GP, no? but. Uh, uh honestly i really really feel well there and uh, we've been uh, working so focused in in to take profit of uh, the power where to put it where to get the grip in the right areas to turn well in the difficult points and i think we find a good balance setup and then uh, especially in the breaking points i i was working so hard and no one can can overtake me on breakings and then uh, uh, Mick Duhan, of course, he had uh, some touch in, in the start. I, he, I think he didn't start so well. And then he touched with some other rider and ran out. Crayfa. Simon. Uh, and, then, uh, and then I fight with Luca and with uh, Alex. Luca, I think he had uh, maybe a little better speed than me, but uh, he had some problem in the engine, but he he was not able to overtake also because the braking probably he was not hard as me. And then I, I was fighting with Alex and then with Norikabe and with uh, Sete, finally he arrived, and but I was able to keep the first position and and I would fight with Alex Chevillier. And, you know, for a Spanish sponsor and for the team, uh, and especially the sponsor, everyone was there in Madrid because they are from there, Movistar. Was a was amazing time, no? As well, uh, so when you don't win so much, it's easy to remember <laughs> the races you won, no? And then, uh, but uh, these two races are really special because they're in Spain and uh, an important moment uh, in during the season, and for sure, uh, uh, change a little bit uh, the season, no? Uh, now it's very common, no? You see many Spanish. Riders winning many, many races during the year. Yeah, but at that time, yeah. uh, Spanish riders, uh, we just arrived, no? And we are trying to, to, to take a place in this special and selective area in 500 where Americans, Australian, uh, Italian, and maybe in the past uh, are dominating. And for Spanish, uh, was a, a new, a new, a new thing, uh, opportunity and a place you need to grow up, no? To, and and that was the nice thing, no? That you win one race in a season and you were uh, is amazing, no? And then uh, this is the this was the situation in that moment. That's why we uh, we've been so 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 happy and so satisfied to mm. to get that that uh, that result. Because I think before you, Alex Crivier had won a 500 race, Alberto yes, had won a race, and then it was you. Yes. So yeah. you were the third one, as you say. Yeah. There's 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 many more Spaniards now, um, but they were arguably they were growing up watching you. So, you know. Yeah, for me, Alberto Puig and Alex Chevillier have a 
a big photo, no? Because they are my hero, no? But uh, probably I arrived so so fast to the class, to the 500, and then I I meet them, no? Unfortunately, Alberto had the big crash in Le Mans, where uh, stopped his career. If I think he had really really strong potential, was very brave, and, and probably for sure if without that accident, uh, his career for sure was completely different than what uh, it happened, no? But that stopped him because physically his leg was not uh, working anymore and he had many, many problems. Still now carry, carry on some problems. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. How did the Marlboro Yamaha deal come about for you? Well, uh, you know, uh, situation in the team, uh, we had some difference with uh, with the Cito, with Cito, and basically, then uh, after the accident, I have uh, was very hard moments and things happening, and then when Rainey were also was one of my heroes you know we've been talking a little bit about the project and and then uh, i know that uh, it's going to it's going to be difficult to win the championship if you are not an official team and this was the main reason no for sure uh, we know at the end that uh, all the best solutions or the best performance is going to be in on the repsol and we are a second team, and we already know that was some difference with the motorbike, with the teams, with the evolution. We already request some uh, things to Japan, to HRC, and they didn't uh, accept, they didn't give us. No? And uh, I thought, okay, maybe Yamaha is behind, but uh, at the end I have a factory where I will have the best and probably can grow up, not at the beginning, but maybe during one or two years or three, we can have a, probably a good pack that we can fight against the, the best Honda, no? And this was why I decided to move to Yamaha. And I think uh, we had a good sponsor, we have uh, a good people around, and that's why I decided to, to make that move. Yeah, good days, good days. What was it like to ride the last 500 and then the first M1, the first four-stroke MotoGP Yamaha? What, yeah. what was it like jumping on the... On the new bike? Well, uh, at the end, you know, it's a combination of motorbike and tires. For sure, that the Yamaha, I think, was uh, much more uh, set, set up much better with Dunlop. For sure, Dunlop, maybe in some tracks, are weak, the rear, but the balance of the bike, for sure, is going gonna, is gonna to be much different 
that with Michelin, but we we had Michelin at that moment, and we had um, balanced bike, especially in the front. We always push front. That what that is the character of the tires, and we couldn't uh, manage balance in that moment. No, I think this one one of was one of the main uh, limitations, and from that area, from that balance moment, we always try to finding a little bit uh, a better a better setup. But uh, but you know, this uh, in, in a few occasions when we had a really good grip, maybe. I feel really, really well, but always, uh, especially the first year, me and Max Viaggi, who had many, many crashes. From that point, we start moving a little bit, uh, doing, working with, uh, putting more uh, support on the front, uh, changing a little bit. But you know, when the base of the bike is one, it's so difficult to change that, no? Mm. And then uh, uh, last year with two stroke, of course, uh, was not the... Uh, we didn't find, and we, you, and you are fighting year by year and crashing, and you you see that you are a little bit far away from that point. Uh, when I arrived for a stroke, I thought, okay, maybe this can change a little bit, no? And uh, first time we test in Bruno, in Czech Republic, uh, I find I find really really well. The the, the first four stroke from Yamaha was really basic, but uh, the balance, as I told you, was really really good. And immediately I was I was faster, and from that point it was nice because that so basic bike for stroke, I carry on with all the evolution, no, with the electrical throttle, with the, all the electronics, engine brake, uh, traction control, with with them had anti wheelie and many other systems they're using now, but uh, was really really nice because it was a continuous evolution, and I think we grow up so well and we improve the bike a lot. The only problem that with Honda start with one motorbike, the five cylinders, that was impressive. No, was far away from the rest. And um, but we fight against them, and then arrived Valentino, where also was very special and talent guy. And the gap uh, also was quite uh, quite difficult to close. What What was it like being on the other side of the garage to Valentino Rossi? Was well, uh, was really a special guy. No, very funny and very talent. And he arrived probably in his moment, in his best moment. And honestly, uh, he was making the difference, no? Uh, of course, probably one, was it probably one of the first times I see one guy can make a, a quite big difference, no? It uh, was a lesson for me because uh, when you uh, cannot go faster and one other guy arrives and is faster than you, then immediately you think about, okay, then maybe also I have some limits that I need to grow up, I need to learn. I need to improve, not only the motorbike. Then, uh, but uh, the relation was very good, and, and, and he arrived as I told you, you know, in his best moment. Also, Yamaha put a lot of effort in in that moment. Uh, if not, uh, I don't think Valentino is gonna be in Yamaha. But honestly, I think the first year of Yamaha, he did more difference. That uh, I don't think that Yamaha was better than Honda that year. Hmm. I think yeah, Valentino make it better. Could you ride his settings? Sometimes I try, no, and uh, we try to find a little bit. Uh, but at the end, you know, uh, when you try to follow different style, uh, was not easy and was not. Uh, at the end, was not. We didn't find so much. Uh, or many, or many times I used the settings of Max Biaggi, no, and was good. In some tracks, when you completely lost, 
And when you are far away, you need to look the other. Okay, what he do? What, what is his setting? What is uh, what is better than me? And yeah, we see in in some uh, in some areas uh, he was making some different style and was a little bit different. Sometimes also his top speed also was a little bit better, but his breaking also was different. And but you know, I, I also was in front of him and I did uh, better races than him. Uh, in Le Mans, I was second, and he was four or five, and in, in other races as well. But overall, uh, if I try to copy him, uh, was not uh, probably. It's not that you put the setting automatically. You are like him. No, I think you mm. need to go, to work with your own style. Try to improve uh, your own, and find your own way. No, of course, to have the reference. One guy next to you is always helping, but if you start to follow, uh, it's the first step to get lost. Was it was it fun with him in the team? Did you have good Sunday night parties? Was it was it fun? You know, when you win, always is fun. <laughs> when uh, Valentino uh, he was doing good uh, good time, uh, but for sure the atmosphere in the team is completely different when you are able to fight for the title and winning. And uh, even if you are not in, in that position, it's your teammate, but you need to accept that. And, and the only way is just to, to watch your own, uh, your ass, and try to work more and better than the other and try to improve. It's an opportunity to learn no? at the end, and it's what I, I, I do. And it was also a nice opportunity for me to grow up. But of course, the first thing is the result. No? When the result was good, Everyone is happy. Everyone is satisfied. When the result is not good, uh, then you are uh, not uh, not really happy. You are not angry, but okay. The feelings are not not the best. But at the end, you need to 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 think uh, about uh, what is the best way to to be better. No, uh, this is the challenge. This is the target. We, I, we have uh, our rival, the best rival in the in the championship next to me. And this can be a good opportunity to grow up. Of course, in the team, uh, the atmosphere is much relaxed and better, no? Because when one of the riders is winning, you know, the pressure and the situation is much, uh, much better for everyone. Uh, but already I know that uh, if uh, my situation there is is not changing, I'm not uh, able to beat Valentino. Probably it's going to be difficult, no, to continue in Yamaha because already was my fifth. Five here, there, uh, and of course, I think was the uh, was a long time, and probably there was the time for Valentino to to keep going with Yamaha and maybe to take other young riders as what Yamaha did. Hmm. Talking about atmosphere and fun, uh, when you were back with Marlborough Yamaha, you had uh, a name that many British people will know, Jeff Crust, as your team manager. That was a lot of fun, wasn't it? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> was, was, Didn't no, you come I, and live in England? You you came to live not far from him in Yorkshire or somewhere Lancashire. I can't remember where. Yeah, I, I you know I was in uh, in England and uh, in London, and basically, That's right. yeah. And then uh, and then uh, Jeff told me, look, if you want to move uh, where we where we are, uh, uh, it's going to be. 
good because you can you are with us we can talk we can after the race we can uh, or before the race we can prepare better we can also work after and a few mechanics from the team also in the area great Titan Keith the only, yeah the only Keith problem the yeah yeah exactly yeah 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 and really really nice people I really have nice remember everyone there was was so nice and when I was there in England uh, in that area it was very quiet completely uh, different than when you are in the paddock and racing and probably this also helped me the only problem was that the, it was not easy you know the flight connections to move there and also if I have some friends to invite them uh, was not uh, the best location especially in winter but uh, but no honestly I the time I spent there uh, was helping me and then uh, we had a good time in that area with all the people of course then when I leave Yamaha then I decided to, to be back to London that um, was much more much better connection and for traveling yeah. and, and for people friends and everyone there it was uh, much much easier no but honestly it was was a good time I think that I was there maybe two or three years okay uh, during uh, my time in Yamaha with Jeff and all the rest of the people and uh, as part of my family yeah yeah good days good days then you went to Ducati the the Ferrari of MotoGP uh it was a Marlboro Ducati it was the noisiest thing on the grid it looked as if it was doing 350 kilometers an hour when it was in the garage I mean you'd made it you'd made it hadn't you yeah honestly I I find I see I find a motorbike that the setup and the base of the bike was not was not uh, right, and, and we've been working with the setup, and immediately the results com- changed completely. Uh, we find a much better balance in in the first test. I think it was in Valencia, and from that point we moved to Jerez, and uh, I think I did the lap record or close to lap record. Uh, and also we were working with Bridgestone. No, that year was probably the year most difficult in in evolution because we we uh, improved all the electronics. Uh, uh, with no, and when I test the bike was with cable. Then we put electronic throttle. Then all the electronics that they are very back. And then the tires improve the tires. The balance of the chassis also we work on on that. And uh, honestly, the bike still uh not mature not uh not ready no but uh, from that base we we were, were up quite a lot especially with the bridgestone and i think at the end of the year the bike uh, is one of the best we think we did a really really good job no only that when you make a changing completely during the year and especially the tires i remember some races i i, I decided to race with some tire that uh, still nobody test then it was not easy but uh, in some races we pay for that, and uh, also a PP, uh, you know, uh, Christian was my crew chief mechanics. Where we start talking maybe at uh, half season because he he was uh, I don't know in English what you call when when some, some person is not talking so much. Quite quiet, yeah, yeah, and you know also we grew up also in a human side. Mm. You know? But then it was a shame, no? Because all that job they they put on the rubbish, no? They decide that I was probably my level uh, was not uh, was not uh, someone decide there that were uh, not good enough, 
uh, and they decide to to, mm. to change me. But uh, for sure, well, that was a big mistake because we, I lose and they lose because uh, all the job we did. I think in the last five races we did, uh, we are the third rider with more points. And considering that in Valencia I was third position or second, and then the tire move and start chattering a lot, and then I finished four or five, I don't remember. Valentino passed me at the end of the race. But uh, because the tire moved, and I had really, really strong shatter, no? And, but anyway, I, even that race I, that I know already I was leaving, I didn't communicate that the tire moved, no? Just I'm telling mm -hmm. you now. Because, you know, I... I already this will not change. Mm. I did I think really good race there, and but honestly, that bike for me was uh, ready for win the year after, which it did, which uh, it did. The yeah, 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 and yeah. and the tires, yeah, and yeah. the tires. Uh, I think Loris had some chance and he yeah. had the crash. I think said that that year maybe. Uh, he, then, uh, he had some pole positions. He had a pole position at Mugello. He beat Loris yeah, in 2006. So, you know, the bike was... A yeah, but probably that year, I don't, if, uh, for different reasons, Sete was not in, at his best that year, or he didn't uh, set up well. But uh, for sure, uh, Sete, if you take Sete, what he did his best season with Honda, uh, personally, I think uh, if uh, you put that Sete in that year, probably... It's going to be much better mm. than we did. No, I also some problems with the shoulder, uh, physical. Then uh, is what uh, uh, he couldn't uh, get uh, good positions. No, but uh, the demonstration was when Troy Bailey arrived in Valencia and he took that bike and, and that tires, especially in Valencia, the Bridgestone are so good, and he was able to win. No, from uh, nowhere. This is the best proof that that bike was ready for win that year. Probably. I think it was one of the best combinations to, to yeah, win. Yeah, I think the Barcelona crash stopped Loris winning the championship, uh, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, but he was in a chance, you know, and he was in a chance to win. And this and this is coming from the year we did, and all the work you can speak with the engineers at Bridgestone or or, uh, or Ducati, mm. and for sure uh, they will recognize that mm. uh, the work that we did that year uh, helped to carry on and especially to to get the the success they did the year after and, and the other when Stoner arrived he find a combination of tires and motorbike but this is the work we've been doing the years before because Stoner with the Honda and Michelin he was not so succeed uh, but there was the same guy in the same championship the only he changed is the, the shoes um, and probably he he succeed for uh, especially mm -hmm. for that reason. But uh, if you speak with Casey, he will tell you know. And and at the end, it's a combination of many things. No, sometimes you can arrive some point and you find okay, this is perfect, but it's not normal. Sometimes you need to grow up to, mm -hmm. to build, and and it's what we did, no. But uh, you know, when uh, a champion, a factory is leading by engineers. Uh, it's much more easy to say the problem is the rider. And this is something they've been changing, Ducati, during last year. Mm, certainly. But kind of it came full circle because although you may have left Ducati after one year frustrated, 
you won the World Superbike Championship with Ducati. You know, you're a world <laughs> champion, Carlos. You know, they don't give those away. Um, was that a was that a a MotoGP closing of the the, the the problem, as it were, at the end of that MotoGP Ducati year to win it with Ducati in World Superbike? Did you look at it that way, or you just moved on to a different area? Well, you know, uh, before that, uh, then I uh, we worked with Dunlop with Yamaha. Honestly, I had yep. a good year. Uh, no more crashes. <laughs> and the only problem is that the, the rear was uh, not so good with the Rebe Poncharal. But the balance of the bike, I really got fun. No, the only the performance of the rear tire was not really good. Uh, Who were you with, James or Sylvan? I can't remember. No, James. James was James, there. James yeah. Ellison. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, the the thing that year I should race with Sita Pons and with Casey Stoner. We should race together, but uh, finally Sito decided uh, he had no not not the budget, and. And uh, in December or November, he told me, okay, we cannot carry on. We, I, we, so this is for 2006? This is 2006, yeah. When I finished okay. 2005, I yeah. moved to Cito because Ducati didn't renovate me. And, mm-hmm. and, and then I, Cito gave me the opportunity to go with them and we did some tests. And honestly, that bike was, that Honda was one of the best I, I test uh, with the Michelin. And, but it was really good balance with that tires. And uh, I think we did really good lap time, even in Malaysia. And I think, okay, this year is going to be good. But then Sito uh, couldn't uh, find the money, he said, or close the... the camel money went from Sito to Valentino, didn't it? I don't know, but uh, I don't know, Sito, what, who is going to be the sponsor, but finally he didn't find anyone. And then is when Casey went to to Lucha Chequinello with Honda, and uh, I had no motorbike. And then uh, Yamaha and Dunlop gave me the opportunity to do that year. And I know it's going to be a good year for uh, to get results. But at the end, I say, okay, I will keep working, I will keep learning, and I will keep developing. And I think we did really good uh, job with Dunlop. It's a shame that uh, Dunlop couldn't put there more money, more evolution, especially with the rear. The rear tire uh, was so weak, couldn't uh, accept the power. Uh, and just the tire, uh, you cannot put the throttle on because the tire was not there. No, couldn't absorb all the power that that motorbikes had. And then. Uh, 2007 is when uh, I decided, okay. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Before we get into an 800, I'd forgotten that you rode the V5. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, yeah, it, I, was it exactly what you thought it would be? Just smooth, less difficult, I, easy? Or yeah, I tested in Valencia, the, but I had a, a crash uh, at the beginning and I had some problem with the shoulder. Then... I damaged a little bit, and I couldn't. Uh, was not the best test in Valencia, but already I see the bike is is okay. And then we went to Malaysia testing, and there was good. I think we are, I don't know, third in the in the top three. And and I think uh, and, and just was the beginning. Then uh, I was there with Santi Molero, uh, with uh, with all the the Cito Pons team that I. I I got really I, I had my winnings, and I think it's going to be 
a good opportunity, no? But yes, then uh, what finally also we lose a big opportunity. I think first Ducati and the second one, probably the last was that moment that we couldn't carry on. And then with Dunlop and then the year after with Chiquinello, I thought, okay, now it's 800, no? When they change the class, also big mistake for me to move 1,000 to 800, it's stupid. And then they give me a Pokemon bike. They told me that it's not make it for Dani Pedrosa. And of course, it was for Dani Pedrosa. We, me and Nikki Hayden, we couldn't go. We couldn't get on the bike. Shit, uh, was really frustrated. When we arrived to Malaysia, the first test, I told Lucha Chiquinello, this is the bike we should race all year. This is not possible. This is something something broke. It's not just not uh, not working well. It's something broke. It cannot be real. And, and Ramon Forcada told me, yeah, yeah, this is the bike you should race all the year. Mamma mia. You couldn't sit on the seat, could you? You had to sit on the back. Yeah, I couldn't. I have no place there. Uh, then uh, finally, Honda make uh, some uh, fairing for Nicky Hayden. More a little bit long, but uh, they didn't make for me. Then... Uh, uh, then the only the race also we can do it well. We we did the second best lap time in Jerez. Finally, Michelin decided uh, I couldn't race with that tire, and then they give me other one <laughs> uh, because uh, they think the the endurance for the end and is going to work. And finally, that tire had no grip. And in some occasions we had some small result, but finally that year was a disaster. Uh, I never feel so well, but thanks to that, you know, uh, they Honda invite me to eight hours Suzuka, and then when I when I I I, I ride the superbike, wow, this is a normal motorbike. I can ride, <laughs> and I, I I had really good fun, and I and this, and then when uh, Honda Tenkate gave me the offer to to go superbikes because they showed my potential. In eight hours, Suzuka eight hours with Ukawa the first year. We did, I got the pole, and finally things happening during the race, and we couldn't win, but we finished second. I won the year after with Kijanabe. Uh but uh, this gives me the opportunity to go to and 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 give to me also the idea. Okay, if I go superbike, I will have fun. All the situation very bad. Give me the opportunity to move the superbike and give me the opportunity then to win the championship in superbike. Something that uh, always I was dreaming, something always I've been fighting. And something probably I lose when I had really good opportunity in 2000, when I was leading the championship in 500. In maybe another moment, I had the chance to win the title, but not much more. Then probably in my career, in 500 especially, I had the opportunities to win the, the title, but I, probably I, went, I was not able myself. And then well, probably I'm able, I, I don't have the opportunity, as I told you before. But this happening in Superbike. Then uh, with Honda probably was not a really good succeed with Honda. And then I, it's one uh, I thought, okay, with Ducati something special. Uh, seems like we start something and don't finish. And then Genesio Bebelacqua is a very passionate guy in Italy, had a team. And I thought, okay, I try to have this experience because probably one of the bikes I never rode is a twin. And it will be nice, uh, at least for experience, no? And then when I set up on that bike, I see immediately that uh, that, that bike was, was uh, set up for me. It was like a glove, no? And I, I said, okay, I don't know what is going to happen, but we will have fun. I will be able to ride this motorbike uh, on the limit, and I will be able to express myself on that bike as I know. 
And my potential, I put all my potential there. I think that year, uh, even we are able to win the title, but uh, in America, in uh, Salt Lake City, we are leading the two races and the bike broke, the engine, and we lose 60 points compared to Biagi because uh, it's 10 points that Biagi is going to take less and and we are probably in that point in a good situation to find the to fight for the title no but uh, already after that race the opportunity gone but that year was good to 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 have a base to grow up to win the title in 2011 that was fantastic year even our bike was not the fastest some in many some in some tracks we lose uh, almost 20 k's speed but the combination... Yeah, but, but, but Carlos, Carlos, you won 15 races. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 but I, it's what I told you, no? Uh, the combination with the tyres and chassis and the power delivery uh, compensate, you know? Because the tyres probably, yeah, yeah. four-stroke cylinders that have much more power, they are not able to put the power. For sure, uh, if we have a much better performance tyre, this difference of the speed, if you see the races, always I make the difference at the end. But at the beginning, it was not possible for me to, to be in front. But then from a half race, when the tires start to move, when the, the riders cannot open the throttle in the point they think they would like to open, I was able, with the, the soft power, to, to have more traction. And this gave me a much better lap time. Uh, and honestly, it uh, was uh, the best balanced bike uh, in that year. For sure, I can tell you. If I win that year, it's because probably overall, Maybe not in some tracks, but overall, we had the best bike and the best people around. And, you know, when you win the title, all around you need to be okay, you know? And you need to have, if not the best, quite close to the best motorbike overall. eh? I don't want to say in one particular track, but in all conditions. And especially with all the experience we had in the past, uh, we are able to take profit of that opportunity uh really good i think it's just a small really small mistakes in some area also some good luck because in monza for example it was uh, was really really bad track for us we broke the engine just when we passed the the line it was not a winning for sure because monza we know is going to be in top 10 is going to be difficult but when we cross the line the, the engine stopped you know and already some points in the pocket no but uh also, some some cool, no, some some good luck, uh, or not bad luck, no. At yeah. the end, not bad luck uh, came to us that year, and all, all was fantastic. For me, it was after a long career to have that uh, moment uh, was uh, was fantastic. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. 
See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. What would you do if you were Mark Marquez right now? Stay home. Really? Well, what do you want to do? Do it eight times? If, if, if I ask you, you go to the ring with Mike Tyson, you don't go, no? Sure, you will have some, you will find, you will be there, yeah, some hit. There's no way he can fight. He is, he's, his mind is, 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 is make it for winning, not to be there. Uh, of course, he will not be at home because he's a professional. He gets a compromise with Honda and many other things. But uh, the problem is the perspective, no? They already test, uh, they already work a lot. My, I wish, I wish that Honda make a good bike for him next week. Me too, me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, honestly, I don't believe because, you know, it's the same people. I don't know if they change the people. Then when you already have the same people during last five or six or seven years and you get something and already they change and they make new bike, the new bike that he's using now is even worse than uh, the bike he had in the past. He's not able to win in Misano. He's not able to win in Saxon Ring, where the places that nobody can expect to beat Marquez in, that, in, this, in these tracks, especially in Saxon Ring. Mm. And this year was a disaster. Then the thing, the situation is, he is in a in a uh, in a so far di- distant, so far away that even if now Honda find the best engineer, uh, I don't think they are able to build a bike for next year. It Maybe in two years. It takes too long. Yeah. Takes so long. Then I don't think Mark uh, have uh, the the time, or because it's his last chance. You know, if he now uh, don't make the right move, uh, probably his time is to win again. Uh, I don't know if it will happen. Mm. Uh, then uh, he more than ever is the most uh, difficult time for him in a sportive area. Uh, but the only way for him now to be back and fight for the title is to have a bike potential for winning. Mm-hmm. Honestly, yeah, I don't know if Honda will will be able to give a bike to him mm-hmm. next year. I watched the, um, the the Spanish documentary that Mark did with, the, and obviously I watched it in English subtitles. And there was one particular bit that really. Uh, resonated with me really really hit me when he said you know I don't need the money I don't need the money I've got enough money for the next two my two of my lives or three of my lives yeah it's very easy I just want to win 
I just want to win. And you know that feeling. And people involved in the paddock have an idea about the feeling. But a lot of people watching maybe don't understand, you know. All you want to do, Carlos Checa, professional motorcycle racer, Mark Marquez, Danny Pedrosa, Brad Binder, they just want to win. They just want to win. Yeah. And when that's not there, it's really difficult. Well, of course, uh, you want to win. You want to have a good salary. You have. Uh, you want to be the first in everywhere, no? But then also it's easy to say, I don't need the money when you have already, no? The thing is, uh, he signed a contract for four years, you know, a huge money. And probably also is one of, I, I don't want to say mistake. I don't want to say that, no? But when you are the best rider in the world, big difference to sign a four years contract, this gives also Honda thing, okay, I have the best rider, he's able to win with everything. I don't need to work so much. All the money I need to spend to making the best bike, I spending with Marquez, that even we don't have the best bike, he's able to win. Then also And then he injures himself. Yeah, also to put pressure on the engineers and Honda is not good to find a four years. Especially when you are the best, that you can go anywhere you want. You want to stay with Honda again, you will be able to do it. You want to go other place, you will be able. And and this is what hypotheque uh, hypothecate uh, uh, this the these years with uh, market in Honda, no. Uh, then he still have one year contract. I don't know it's going to happen there. I don't think also because we're talking a lot of market, but we don't talking about Honda. Honda also have some feelings, have some history, much more than market. And also for Honda, I must be really frustrated, and I don't know what they think, but for sure, if I am Honda and I'm doing that results, uh, I'm not. I, I don't want. I, if I am Honda, I don't want to be there doing that uh, that results. Then also, Honda need to say something about what is his plans in in the future. No, it's a difficult situation, and it's not something I like because I would like to see Honda, one of the best manufacturers, one of the best manufacturers, give to this sport the best uh, races and results and give us the riders the really good opportunities to to succeed uh, in this sport especially for me I tower Suzuka and my first winnings in 500 and I really would really have really good good friends in Honda but uh, the decisions they take with the engineers with the work they decide to do in HRC is not right and now arrive uh, Ducati, arrive uh, even Aprilia and KTM, and they are able to to interpret the racing in other way. I'm other history if I am agree or not uh, in all this technology in the motorcycle. Eh? This is other history, but uh, the rules are the rules, and someone decide okay, these areas no, nobody think about. I will think about. I will try to focus. And I will take some profit and adapt the, this technology, adapt, no invent, adapt to the motorbike. And finally, someone did. Uh, wow! Now it's so much mm. difference that the rider cannot uh, be over that. You need to synchronize well with the position of the bike on acceleration. You need to work well with the aerodynamics because these areas give uh, the, the on the lap time something that the rider is not able. To, to finding himself. And of course, Honda and Yamaha, especially Honda, uh, when they think about it, it's too late. And you know, and, and probably they will find uh, some areas in this uh, 
some engineers in this area or someone who is able to to take all these areas and put together. And I don't know how long time this can be, you know, if they decide to do it, then, uh, but this is not something that they can uh, make it mm. in, in a short no, time. No, no. It's as if they need to, to Europeanize their technical base. You know, look what Honda did in Formula One. They, they, they came over to to the UK, actually, to Milton Keynes because they were close to Red Bull and they are still winning. You know, remember there's a Honda engine in the Red Bull at the moment in Formula One and they've won every race this year. You know, the, the technology... Yeah, but they do the engine. But they do the engine. No, they don't, do, they don't do the whole package, but that European... But the problem with Honda is not the engine. Yeah, that's true. It's the Honda Motor Company. It's never the problem, is it? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I know. I, I know. You know, the, in this moment, the, the, the MotoGP is so technical, so complicated, that you know to find the last second, the, the last five tens, is 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 a hard work, no? It's really hard work and it's so delicate, where you need more engineers and more uh, focus that than ever in the history. Then uh, this is a change that uh, probably Honda is not prepared enough. Uh, they, if they are able to do it, for sure, I think they have the potential mm. to to do it. Mm. But I don't know in which way and where and with which people. And especially the time. This is the problem. Mm. I've asked this question of other guests that I've had on this podcast. If you had a magic, we say in English, a magic wand, a magic spell, if you could do something magic in the MotoGP paddock, what would you do? Probably I will reduce the technology. I think the technology is good to go to the moon or for the medical or in other areas, but you know, to, to racing, uh, I think uh, every not 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 only in racing, in our lives, no, the technology is taking part of us in everything we do every day, and this technology arrives in the sport, no, and now we see that uh, we are behind the technology in motorbike, and the good thing for me on the motorbike sport is. The rider is able to be over the technology, you know, as many riders they are able to do in the past. And this is why make this sport great, no? Still now, eh? Still now. But now uh, it's much more difficult. Then uh, probably I will reduce uh, radically uh, the technology or I will do a more uh, base, the base bike as I used to. You know, a, a bike you is yours. Now you you are in the hands of the technology. Probably I am really am really extreme. Eh? Now what I'm talking telling you, but uh, I don't say avoid all. But uh, the motorbikes, if you look at lap times, superbikes are doing from a base from a street. It's sometimes it's not so far away from MotoGP, and they are using also Pirelli. It's a production tires and um, and my feeling is okay all this effort all this changing on the motorbike is necessary to do a good racing and more safe uh, this is a question mark another in other area also is much more expensive and from the riding when i see the riders i don't think they have much more fun than before probably less then uh, for sure uh, i will work in technology radically to make uh, a championship more human and less technical. 
what are you doing at the moment? What else is in your world right now? Well, uh, always trying to have some fun, learning something. And in the motorbike, I do some sometimes trial and always for hobby. And to feel me, feel me okay, feel me okay. Uh, and I, one of the things I I like is to do a sport, no cycling or always do a sport. Of course, I have my responsibilities, and then I commentating some races. Always following, I following uh, MotoGP and Superbike. Even my brother that this weekend is in Paul Ricard in uh, Boldor, 24 hours, and uh, because it's my passion, no. Still now, uh, from from other side, I try to enjoy from outside, and I really enjoy, no, watching every single race. And part I do some uh, MotoGP commentating races and and I do some also lap media lab in some tracks uh, in Barcelona and in Valencia I will do also commentating the lab for the TV and maybe next year I will continue they they like uh, in the way I'm doing and probably they want to keep me and doing giving me more more space in that area and also is a good way to to be connected, uh, to following, and to be close, and, and have much better understanding that how is going on, and that's all, no. And then the the, the rest is as a normal person, uh, uh, things you need to do every day. I think you're being very humble. Uh, you've done the Dakar twice. Are you going to be doing the Dakar in 2024? Well, no, no, I uh, I don't think so because uh, I did two years and. The first year I couldn't finish. The second, uh, I think, was very positive, very good. And the opportunity for this year is not close yet, but uh, for me, yes, because it's not a good, it's not opportunity to be in front. I think I did the learning. I think the experience. I have one of my dreams. No, okay, I want to do the car, and we, I want to be with the top guys. And I think we did really good stages. Uh, last stage. Last year, I finished 10 position, 50 seconds to Nasser Latilla. Uh, we've been, we are, uh, I think we finished five minutes or less than five minutes to the first. And considering the, the, the small budget, uh, the small understanding and knowledge, me and my co-driver, I think the performance and the experience was really, really positive. And this was my target, no? From now, to build a... Uh, uh, better project with possibility to go more in front is not easy and it's not coming uh, for sure if it's uh, coming i go tomorrow no but uh will be more or less the same and you know as you know it's so expensive you need to work the year to find the sponsor to grow up and uh, in that area i need to be tired then uh, i have many other things to do and, and i, I want to have my time to do to focus in other areas well you've had 20 years as a professional racer your attitude your professionalism you speak all the languages you're never late for public relations opportunities with the team you're always great with the journalists i think it's a credit to you and it's something that many other racers could learn from carlos uh, thank you for joining me on this talk and thank you for the memories particularly harama Okay. Thank you. Gracias. Thanks for this time to you, Toby. A pleasure.
I've always used Carlos as an example of being polite and humble. He was winning as a 23-year-old in Catalonia 96, having the King of Spain hand him the trophy. He learned all the languages, did all the PR, and never complained in front of the journalists, leading him to 20 years in the paddock as a pro rider. I'd love to be able to understand what he says on Spanish TV as an expert, as he seems very adamant about what Marquez should do right now in middle of September 2023 and whether or not Marquez should stay with HRC for 2024, seeing out his contract. And it's also quite obvious that HRC are still very dear to Carlos's heart. In the meantime, there'll be more Toby Talks 2 podcasts soon here with The Race with me, Toby Moody. Thank you for listening, everyone. Goodbye for now. The Athletic.